You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about Elder Scrolls Legends. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast. Uh, if you listen to episode double zero, welcome back for episode number one. Super, super excited to have you with us. So excited you decided to join and come in and listen uh, into our little community here. Episode one is going to be another solo show as I'm going to be uh, taking the first probably handful of shows. I don't know how many until I get someone who wants to come on and host or I reach out to somebody um, who would be willing to come on and join me uh, as a guest for this uh, this podcast. Um, but uh, Legends Cast is a podcast about the card game Elder Scrolls Legends. And right now, it is a good time to be an Elder Scrolls Legends player. A really really good time. Um, our current developer is getting all kinds of material out to us. Um, just left and right, Sparky Pants is just constantly throwing um, new stuff at us. And so actually, episode one is going to be talking about an upcoming expansion um, coming out on June 27th of 2019. So that's the release date. So currently, this is June 22nd. Um, by the time this podcast actually goes out, um, it might actually be later than that. Um, and so this might actually come out as some predictions, but uh, Elder Scrolls uh, may have already released the new expansion. Um, I think it's called Moons Over Elsewhere. Moons Over Elsewhere. And of course, if you're not familiar with um, uh, the lore behind Elder Scrolls, um, Elsewhere is the homeland of the Khajiit. Um, and I, you know what? I, I don't know because I don't play Elder Scrolls online um, and I haven't played in, the, you know, the new uh, Elsewhere area. Um, but I think that most of Elsewhere, I believe, is kind of like a, a sort of like a deserty environment. Um, and so Khajiit, of course, with cat people um, from the Elder Scrolls universe. And so we're getting a lot of Khajiit. Um, and Actually, we're getting some dragons too, which is really, really cool because in the new uh, Elder Scrolls Online expansion, dragons are a really big part of it. We haven't really seen dragons come back in, in a strong way or in a significant way since the Skyrim expansion, which of course had a, a lot of new players came over because a lot of people love Skyrim. They came over that expansion. There was a lot of dragons and a lot of dragon synergy. So this is the first time that we're going to see us really revi- revisit um, some of that dragon synergy in, in both some legendaries and some uh, rare and hopefully some epic cards as well. Um, and so what I'm going to be doing in episode one, I think I think I was talking about something else couple seconds ago, but what I'm going to be doing in episode one is I'm actually going to be looking at and reviewing some of the things that we're going to be see, uh, see coming out. Um, and uh, in episode two, what I'd like to do is review some of the nerfed, uh, nerfed cards that are going to be happening um, in the upcoming patch um, that uh, the team from Elder Scrolls Legends Tesla just told us about. Um, and so that's that's a really exciting thing, too, because we're getting some changes to some existing cards um, and we're getting a whole new expansion. And I think the release was that there's going to be 75 cards. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. But I think I saw on Reddit that we're going to be getting 75 new cards. Now, that's not a massive set, um, which uh, is actually OK with me. Let's just talk about that for a moment, um, because Alliance War was a very large set of cards, big, big influx of new cards, um, big influx, I think five, four, three maybe? Say three or five new mechanics. Can't remember if each house has a new mechanic or if they each just sort of um, built on uh, existing archetypes that were out there, but uh, there's, I think there's at least three new mechanics. Um, and well over 100 new cards that came out in Alliance War, which is which is significant. That's a lot, a lot of material to come out. And I was actually a little bit worried because one of the things that's really drawn me to Elder Scrolls Legends Tessel and that I've really, really enjoyed um, is the fact that I am a competitive player, um, but I'm free to play. And uh, now I spent some money on this game and I will occasionally buy into something. So I'm more like semi free to play than I am free to play. You know, I'll throw five bones at it every now and then. 
um, whenever you get like a cool starter pack that is just a really good deal, you know, 10 packs and a, a legendary for five bucks is like really hard to pass up. Um, but I've never, you know, pre-ordered an expansion or thrown, you know, 50 or 60 or $100 at this game at a shot. Um, whereas in, in previous card games, um, Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, some of the other games I've played, um, you have to invest a lot of money up front in order to get the cards you need in order to remain competitive. And I have not had that experience. Um, I was I was part of the golden age of drops in Elder Scrolls Legends, which is probably something we'll talk about on a podcast ride. I'm not going to be reviewing, um, you know, 15 or 20 cards. Um, but uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I've really enjoyed coming to this game. And I was a little worried that if they put out four expansions a year, they were each, you know, Alliance War level expansions. We're talking hundreds some new cards, a lot of new legendaries. Um, you, you know, even this is like new classes that you could play with Alliance War that I would fall behind and be unable to keep up. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think if you play this game daily, you finish your daily quests, um, you watch some Twitch to try to get some drops, and you just play consistently, play out your arena runs and stuff, I think that you can probably remain um, entirely free to play and still be competitive, um, hitting rank one, hitting legend every single month as long as um, you have a little bit of experience, you're willing to learn a little bit, do a little bit of research um, in terms of building decks. Because one of the other things I love about Elder Scrolls Legends is it's not as quickly a solved meta. You know, in a game like Hearthstone, the meta is usually solved within about a week to week and a half of new cards coming out. You know what's going to be the best. In Elder Scrolls Legends, that's not the case. There's not as many content creators. There's not as many people solving the meta. There are good decks in the meta. And the the new legend, um, this Master Series that Bethesda has put together is highlighting some decks that are clearly very good and clearly very broken, but there's still exploitable combos out there, and there's still new things that you can get into. And uh, in fact, that's what I'm going to talk about next. I'm talking about my love for the game because I really do absolutely love this game. I love Elder Scrolls Legends. But more than talking about my love for the game, um, what what I really would like to do is just take a few moments and talk about um, my time this past week or so in in Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, and really, I'm going to talk about this this season, this season of June 2019, because I've really gotten heavily back into the game over the past week or so. And at the beginning of top of each episode, I'd like to spend a couple of minutes just discussing, kind of like, what am I experiencing? What am I seeing on ladder? And if you're experiencing the same thing, you're experiencing something else, or you have another deck that you're playing and you'd really like me to check that out, or you just would like the, you know, the world to know about this deck that you're playing, not that the world is listening to this podcast, but uh, I'd love to, I'd love for you to share with me. So I'll plug in at the beginning. I'll plug it at the end. Our email, which is the best way to connect with us, because um, quite frankly, I don't do social media, so I'm not on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, Snapchat. Tinder or whatever else you'd find me on. Um, so the best way is our, our email, and that's eslegendscast at gmail.com. That's eslegendscast at gmail.com. Email me there. Let me know what you're playing because I'd love to give it a try as well. So uh, over the past week or so in Elder Scrolls Legends, I got back on the rank ladder. Now I had spent a couple of months sort of dabbling around. I was addicted to this uh, homebrew Slay Halalu deck that I had built um, and just super, super hooked on that deck. And uh, actually the upcoming nerfs, I think some of that deck's going to really get hurt with the Archer's Gambit nerf. Well, but we're not talking about nerfs in this episode. So um, I'd been really addicted to that and really hadn't been playing. It's not a competitive deck. So I hadn't been playing on ranked ladder for a couple of months and had really slid back. And, you know, typically I'm, I'm up at, you know, rank one or legend every month. But uh, over a couple of months, I'd slid back down. I, I think I was somewhere around rank 10, maybe. Um, uh, just have, have, hadn't been playing on the ranked ladder. I'd been playing meme decks and fun decks off of it. So this month I logged on and I'm like, you know what? It's time. I had not played a ton of the Alliance War meta. Um, I had kind of been away from digital card games for about a month. Um, I had been overseas in Africa doing some mission work and just crazy, crazy life. Um, I'm back in school right now, and so I'm working on my master's um, right now. And so, you know, between schoolwork and being a father, being a husband, my wife's pregnant with our second child right now, just didn't have a lot of time. But I, I downloaded it as work slowed down. 
and got back into Elder Scrolls Legends, and I threw together a Rhetoran deck. Now, Rhetoran had not been something that I played before, but I was like, you know what? I, I really love that Sower is, and, and Sower, if, you, if you're just like newer to the game, Sower uh, is a card that you got from um, getting to a certain rank on a previous month. Um, it is warrior only, um, or something that plays a variant of warrior. So it's uh, orange, or orange, well, red, which is strength, and purple, um, which is endurance. Um, it is a five mana, five, five Daedra with taunt, and its stats reads last gas, which of course is when it dies, it deals five damage to your opponent. So I really wanted to get in on like that type of card. It just seemed like there was a lot of overpowered cards, um, you know, between the warrior um, and the spell sword and, and what would be the last combo in there. Um, oh, yellow, red, and crusader. It seemed like there was a lot of really powerful cards between those three classes that are combined in Rhetoran. So I decided to put together a Rhetoran beatdown deck, Rhetoran beatdown, and I love it love it if you're interested in it um shoot me an email uh, email address and i'll throw it on legends uh dash decks and uh and and shoot it over to you so that you can try it out as well and i've tried a couple variations of this deck but what i love about it is it has enough um overstated taunts um because of the cross class cards and because of the endurance cards and uh and honestly the willpower cards the yellow cards are very strong taunts as well and it has enough of that going on that it's competitive against things like agro hulalu and yet um in the mid game um it runs um divine Oh, shoot. You know what? I'm going to have to keep uh, Tessel open just to look at the name of cards. It's the five mana support card that gives all your creatures plus one plus one. It runs uh, three of those, and it runs enough sort of fat creatures, creatures with a big butt on them, you know, a lot of health, that uh, Ice Storm isn't clearing your board. So it's really, really strong against control. By turn six, if they Ice Storm, they might be clearing a couple of your cards, but they're probably not clearing enough. And I have loved playing this deck. It's just brutal brutal um and so i played that deck the whole way to legend i took that deck from uh, rank 10 the whole way to legend and i think um i played a daggerfall covenant deck in there to complete a quest for a rank um but other than that it's been veteran beat down for me um just big beefy creatures um a little bit of uh the mechanic in Rhetoran that will, will buff the cards in your hand, which just makes even bigger, beefier creatures, um, and uh, and just you know runs their top. The top end in this deck is at five mana, so you're pushing a ton of board presence um, between turns one and five, and then uh, at the end um, you're you're just pumping out uh, creatures that are just difficult to remove and uh, really really love that deck so if, once again if you want to check it out make sure you let me know um, I'm, I'm posting my podcast over an app called anchor um, and I think if you want I can actually send you the link to that uh, that podcast on anchor and you may be able to find it right here through wherever you're listening to your podcast at and I think you can actually send me messages or voice messages back if you want to be involved uh, over that anchor app as well I'm testing it out um, it's a free podcast hosting app and uh, so far I've really really liked it um, okay so that's what I've been doing that's what I've been doing in Elder Scrolls Legends so let's get on to like kind of the meat of episode one which is what exactly is going on in the moons of elsewhere expansion so once again this expansion is is said to be coming out on thursday june 27th that's five days from the recording of this episode but probably only within a couple of days of the actual release of this episode um as i'm 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 recording this episode just early on to get a couple of episodes out there. So I want to go over the cards that have been released as of uh, about 1130 at night um, Eastern time on June 22nd and, and take a look and review some of those. But before we get into that, let's just review um, the, the mechanics and the keywords that are going to be coming in to the game for this expansion. So once again, it is a 75 card set. It's pack based, so you're not going to be able to purchase 
um, it, you know, three or 4,000 gold, like you have some of the adventures. This is pack-based. You're going to have to save up your gold to buy packs, but as always, you're going to be able to craft the cards that come from this, um, unlike you can do in, in one of the previous adventures where you have to actually buy the adventure to get access to the cards, and they're locked behind either that gold or that, um, you know, real money wall. In this case, you're going to be able to spend your gold to buy packs, and then what you don't get, what you want, maybe you can craft with soul gems, which is what I'm going to be doing because I don't have a lot of gold saved up right now. But there's two new mechanics coming in. One is called Wax Wane. Wax Wane. And what Wax Wane is, is depending on the turn that you're playing your card. Now, this is not mana. So CVH, who's um, one of like the community leaders and works for Bethesda with Elder Scrolls Legends, he was previously probably one of the biggest Elder Scrolls Legends streamers, but now works for Bethesda itself, um, has clarified that you're actually going to be able, I think, to scroll over your mana crystals themselves. Um, let me just read you um, what uh, CVH says. He says, Wax Wayne cards change in your hand based on your turn counter, not Magicka, but your actual turn counter, and that will be shown when you hover over your Magicka. Um, odd turns are Wax, even turns are Wane, so it's easy to remember because Wax is three letters, and when you highlight the card, it's going to tell you which of those which of those two are active. So a card with Wax Wane is going to have two different abilities on it that's going to activate based off of if you play it on an odd or an even turn, and you'll be able to determine that odd or even turn if you just simply scroll over your max mana, but also if you scroll over your card, um, the, the effect will also be highlighted. So it'll be easy, easy to tell um, which effect you're going to get from that Wax Wane. The other one, which I think is probably more... Um, exciting to me is an ability called consume now consume um, is the ability that allows you to remove a card from your graveyard from the game and in some cases you're just going to get an overstated minion but you're going to have to sort of exile a card now they're, they're exploring that exile um, with, with cast into time this is similar to that so this is basically going to say we're going to take this card out of your graveyard so that you can't interact with it in the future and as we know um, Endurance, specifically purple, really loves to interact with the graveyard. And now, here's the thing. I love, love graveyard mechanics. When I started playing Elder Scrolls Legends, um, the first deck that I started striving towards crafting and building was Ramp Scout. Now, at the time, uh, there was no three-colored classes, and Ramp Scout was like the pain in the butt class for everybody. Everybody hated Ramp Scout. It was like the bane and the cancer of the game. But I loved it, not because it was super powerful. That, that didn't hurt that I didn't lose a lot of games. I loved it because it had graveyard mechanics. And I had missed that. Um, previously, I had played Magic the Gathering, and there was some graveyard mechanic decks out there that I very much enjoyed. And Hearthstone, which I moved to, um, didn't have anything, had, had nothing at all. There was no graveyard to even function with. So I loved the Wax Wayne mechanic, um, or I loved the graveyard mechanic that uh, Elder Scrolls Legends had. I love the fact that you could click and look at what cards were in your graveyard. I thought that was really smart, um, and that was something that Hearthstone did not have. I thought maybe they thought we would be too confused by that. Um, maybe where it gets the, the you know, claim that it's a child's game. Um, but I love that. And so I love Consume. I love the fact that we're getting something else that engages with and interacts with our graveyard. Um, I think that's super, super cool. And some of the cards that we've gotten um, that benefit from Consume are really, really interesting. So those are the two mechanics that you're going to be getting on June 27th. Um, you know, I don't know what time it's going to come out. Um, what time that patch hits will, will probably vary um, based off of, uh, A, what time zone you, you live in, and B, when, you know, um, Bethesda's really ready and when the Tesla team is, is ready for it to be out without um, hitting too many glitches. And I guess that would be uh, sparky pants as well. So let's talk now um, about the actual cards. And I'm not going to build a whole bunch of like bumpers and stuff for this podcast. I've done that before. And to be honest with you, it, it just ends up really being a pain in the, pain in the rear end. I don't really want to get into it. And it doesn't add that much to the podcast. So let's go ahead and transition over and let's talk about the cards that um, have already been revealed and review some of the cards that have already been revealed um, for Elder Scrolls um, legends um, moons of elsewhere 
So let's start off with strength. And, and I'm going to try to be as, as clear as I can with folks about what I'm talking about, especially if you're new, because there's not a, a, a real um, a consistent podcast. There's a, there's good podcasts out there, but there's not terribly consistent podcasts for Elder Scrolls Legends. And so if you're a new player and you don't know a ton about the game and you come across this podcast and you, it, it, you know, I'm trying to get an up, uh, episode out, you know, weekly or bi-weekly, um, I want you to be able to just understand what I'm talking about when you're listening. And so you're not having to open it up and keep looking at the game to understand what cards I'm talking about. So I'm just going to be looking at, um, uh, uh, a moons over elsewhere sort of uh, card stream. There's they've revealed I think at this point um, 27 of the 75 cards, um, and of course with a lot more to be coming over the next you know four or five days. Um, but as of the 22nd, um, that's how many have been revealed so far. So let's talk about strength. That's going to be the red color. Typically red's more aggressive. Um, so let's look and see um, what they've created in red. So the first one is called Prowl Smuggler. This is a two mana. Three attack, two health, Khajiit. It's a common card, so you're probably going to get this if you open some packs. And it has Pilfer, which is a classic Khajiit ability. Um, It's Pilfer, equip a steel dagger to a friendly creature. In, In other card games, this would not be able to equip to himself, but I think in this case um, you'll be able to equip this to the Prowl Smuggler, and the Steel Dagger is just a piece of equipment. Um, I I think it's one mana, and it gives a creature plus one, plus zero, so this is just going to increase attack by one. So um, you play this card, if you can get it to face, if you can get this thing to go to face, um, this is going to be a two mana four two? A two mana three two isn't bad. Um, you know, in red, this probably isn't a terrible card. Um, this probably isn't a terrible card in red. Um, but if you're going to be playing it, and I think what you would be playing it in, which would be some variant of Archer, um, the there's another Khajiit in green that's a two mana two two with Pilfer get plus one plus one. And that card has Prophecy. This card has a little bit more versatility because you can throw this Steel Dagger onto something else. But I don't think this card is going to see a lot of play. Um, it, it is a little snowbally, but I, I just don't know that it's... It's aggressive. It's aggressive. But I, I really think that Strength or combination of Strength and something else is going to have better aggression issues than this. Um... This is just answered too easy. Even if you do it face with it, it becomes a 4-2. It's answered by Daggerfall Mage, um, which is a 3-mana 2-2 with Ward. Once that Ward pops, it it adds a Tome to your hand. That's a 4-mana plus 2 plus 2 item um, that lets you draw a card. Um, you know, this is eaten um, pretty easily um, by... I mean, it just, it's just a Mournhold um, uh, Saboteur or... Betrayer. I, I really need to keep the app open and look at the cards. Uh, two, it's a, a, a agility green, um, two mana four four um, with a last gas that gives your opponent a, a one mana two on with guard. You know that eats this. Um, there's a lot of cards that eat this, and I don't I don't love this card. I'd have to see how it goes. I just I feel like in strength in red you have better aggro options on two than than this card. So I don't see this card getting a lot of play. And even if you you like really capitalized and got like double pilfer off on this or something, and you were sort of benefiting with some pilfer abilities, that I still don't think that this card matters much because plus one plus zero. I don't really care about that. Um, I'd rather get a plus zero plus one. Then a plus one, plus zero. Okay, the next one, and I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing some of these, is Pouncing Senche, Senche, Pouncing Senche, seven mana, four, seven, uh, Khajiit. It's a rare card. Um, it has Guard. This is going to be our first Wax Wing card. So Wax, which is an odd turn, so turn one, turn seven. So this on on turn seven, because seven mana, is going to get plus three, plus zero. So you're going to get a seven mana, seven, seven with Guard, on turn, if you coin this out or ring this out on turn six, um, or you play it, you know, turn eight and even turn, you're going to get a, a seven mana four seven with charge. I think I like this as a seven mana four seven with charge more than a seven mana seven seven with guard. There's some scenarios where you're going to want the seven seven with guard, 
But I personally think in most cases, I'd rather play Belligerent Giant, which is a, a seven mana, seven four with breakthrough, and it sends a creature in its lane back to its uh, owner's hand, um, your opponent's hand, or it destroys a support. I like the versatility of that more. I don't think in strength I'm ever running this over Belligerent Giant. I could be proven wrong, but I, I like the trade better, uh, and I like the tempo better of Belligerent Giant over this this Khajiit. Okay, um, the next one is Blast Bones. This is a 5-mana epic card, 3 attack, um, 1 health with charge, and then last gasp, deal 1 damage to all creatures in this lane. It's important to note that this is all creatures, um, not all enemy creatures and one damage to all creatures um is is rarely there's a few cards that could benefit from that but they're not really playable whereas in other games you really benefit from damaging your own cards so this could have a, a doubly good effect where it's clearing your opponent's board and potentially buffing or helping your board but that that is rare for this um you, you could mm, there's a neutral card that draws cards when it takes damage and isn't killed there's a couple of cards in red that take when they take damage and they aren't killed they get increased attack but once again these cards aren't really all that playable um maybe this card helps that a little bit i think that this is removal right it's not bad token removal but here's the problem it's turn five which is probably the turn where your opponent is playing some creatures that this thing cannot remove if you're thinking about like a token matchup or like a crusader matchup you know you're you're uh, opponent's probably playing Hive Defender on turn four, which is a, a four mana three six with guard. And this just just gets eaten by that. It just doesn't clear it. Um your your opponent might be buffing their entire board. They might have two twos instead of um one ones. And so mm, I understand what they're trying to do with this card. I don't I don't think it's great. I don't think that Blast Bones is gonna see a lot of play. I, I could be wrong. I don't see a good place for it. Um Okay, Remnant Siege Weapons is our first support. This is a three-mana um, legendary support, but not unique legendaries. If you're unfamiliar with legendary, unique legendary, they cost the same amount to craft, and you get the same amount of gems out of them, but legendaries just have an orange gem in the bottom. Unique legendaries have an orange gem in the top and the bottom, so you're able to have three legendary cards in your deck, but if it's unique, you can only have one of that card in your deck. So, um, you know, other cards like Hearthstone... Um, you can uh, you can only have you know one of each legendary. This you can have three of it unless it's unique. So this you can have three of in your deck, and it reads it's a support card that reads um, ongoing at the start of your turn, each start of your turn, each friendly creature deals one damage to your opponent. Um, I think this card could be just bonkers, just insane. Um, you know, sometimes with aggro decks, Crusader, Battle Mage, one of your problems um, is that you might be able to fill your board and put stuff out there, um, but you you can't get past a guard or past something that's getting in your way. It's for those last couple ticks of damage. And this is letting you say, like, okay, if I throw down, let's say just crazy, I throw down two of these suckers, and then um, I throw down three creatures in the shadow lane, and you don't have something to get rid of th all three of them, whether you don't have um, a full board clear, Ice Storm or something, um, I'm dealing six damage to you next turn, at the beginning of my next turn, before I even attack. I'm just launching six damage at you from these siege weapons. I think this deck, this card, you know, there's always a chance that a card like this is just terrible. It's just anti-tempo. You want tempo in aggro. Um, you want to be aggressing the face. But one or two of these in a deck that really just, needs that little extra push just to sort of just break over um i think crusader specifically um like that um I, this this could be very 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 strong in one of those decks and it could be total garbage so I'm, I'm up in the air about it but i think there's a chance this card could just be a staple in crusader um at least at least a one or two of just to push a little bit of extra damage each round. Okay, the next one is going to be our first unique legendary, and it's our last card in Strength in Rage. It is a 9-mana, nine 9-8 nine dragon. Um, it's Mola Memnar, I think. Mola Memnar, a 9-mana, nine 9-8 nine 
a unique legendary dragon that reads summon and slay. So keep in mind, when you play this card, it's going to do this effect when you summon it. And then every time you slay something, it's going to do it again. So the effect is battle an enemy creature with less power than this creature's health. So less power than Mola Memnar's health. So let me just give you, for instance, so on turn nine, I play this enormous 9-8 dragon. I summon it, and this triggers. So I battle, let's say um, you got a, a one-attack minion I want to get rid of. I battle that minion. Now I've slain that minion, so this triggers again. I slay, I battle another, I slay it, I battle another, I slay it, I battle another. I so this card has the ability, let's say you have a board full of one-attack creatures. I can, I can clear seven one-attack creatures with this card, and this thing is still on the board as a 9-1. That is crazy. Crazy. Um, this card in a control Redoran deck, let me just let me just give you a for just an example here, real quick, right? So in Redoran, um, you have a, a two-mana Redoran card as a two-mana one-one with charge, ward, drain. Charge, ward, and drain. Three very strong abilities, and I cannot remember the name of that card exactly. I think Redoran's in the name of it, okay? But you also have, in yellow, a card called Devour. And this card reads, destroy a minion. It's a four-mana spell, that is an action that reads, destroy a minion. You can destroy your own. Um, and give its keywords to a dragon in your hand. So let me let me just paint this picture. You have Melamemnar in your hand. I don't even think this is for a dragon deck. This is a control Redoran deck. You have him in your hand. You throw down this 1-1, one, one, and you attack face, and you devour it. So this guy, if this guy's the one in your hand, now is a 9-mana nine 9-8 nine with ward, drain, and charge that reads summon and slay battle an enemy creature with less power than Melamemnar's health. So then you throw this down, it gets its first trade for free, then it trades into multiple other creatures every single time, gaining 9 health. Then, with whatever health you have left, you can charge your opponent for 9 damage to face or 9 damage to a creature that you didn't clear and get 9 more health. Now, I know that seems like a crazy setup, but I don't think it's actually that nuts. I think it's not at all that unreasonable. I think that Melamemnar in control Redoran is very, very strong. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other control archetypes out there that will really like this card too. It's just a staple nine bomb that's just going to wreck people. You just want it in your deck. And there's not many ways to really tutor for it or go find it from your deck, um, but it's just really, really strong. Really, really love it. Um, Melamemnar. Um, I think this is my favorite card revealed so far. It's just super cool. This is a day one craft for me, almost for sure. Okay, let's move on to Willpower. That's yellow. The first one is Imbued Khajiit. This is a three mana Khajiit card. It's two attack, four health. Um, it's a common card that reads Drain. And then when Imbued uh, Khajiit is consumed, give the consumed creature, give the consuming creature um, plus one, plus one, and Drain. So three mana, two, four with Drain. Not bad. And then you have this um, this function with the consume ability, which we talked about before, removes a card from your graveyard. So I get this card. It ends up in my graveyard. In the future, I play a creature that has to consume something, which would typically be negative. But now it I turn that net negative into a positive on my character, on my creature, um, because I'm now giving my creature plus one, plus one, and drain. Now, I, I will admit, plus one, plus one, and drain isn't anything to write home about, but it's intriguing, it's interesting, because you're turning um, a, a, an ability that would typically be bad in consume, um, that's kind of like a knock on a card because it's maybe overstatted or a little too much power, a little too high a power level. And so they put consume on it um, and make you sort of um, destroy your own graveyard. And you, you, but you're wanting to get rid of this because it's making you more powerful. Um, so really do, I like the build of consume. I've already said that really love that they're doing it on both sides. They're saying, listen, we, we're going to give you cards you want in your graveyard, and you're going to want to consume it, and we're going to give you overstated and overpowered cards that have to consume. Absolutely love that. Don't know if this card is any good. Don't think it is. Three mana, two, four could be good because it's it's beefy. Um, don't think it's great. 
think it still gets eaten by most things, and it gets eaten by some two drops, which is sad. Um, so I don't think it's good, um, and I don't even love what you get when you consume it, but it's better than not getting anything. I love the mechanic is, is the key to it. The next common we have in willpower is Tenar Zalvit Lurker. I, it, there's too much there. Um, this is a six mana creature. It's common. It is a five attack, six health Khajiit, and it's something else as well. So it, its creature type is Khajiit Plus, and if you ever want it, you have to scroll over the card and let your mouse sit on it or your finger sit on it for a minute. So it's something else in addition to Khajiit, and I'm not sure what because I can't look at it on here. But it is summon, consume a creature, and you gain health equal to its health. So let's just let's just go back and review it with the the um, imbued Khajiit that we just had, a 2-4 that when you consume it gives plus 1, plus 1 in drain. So you throw this down and you get a 6-mana six 6-7 six um, with uh, with drain. And you're going to gain 4 health. So this is a 6-mana six 6-7 six with drain, and when you play it, you gain 4 health. I think in a deck that runs imbued Khajiit, you run this as well. It's a big life swing and you have a big beefy 6-7 body that's hard to remove that has drain. Don't know how good it will be. It'll depend on how good this imbued Khajiit stuff is and how good consume is, but it's cool. Smash and grab. Um, this is a 2-mana um, rare action. It says give friendly creatures, so all of them, with pilfer, plus 2, plus 0, in breakthrough this turn. All um, friendly creatures with pilfer plus two plus zero. So this is a reminder of like uh, Crusader's Assault. So Crusader's Assault is a three mana um, a Crusader card. So it's red and white, strength and willpower, or red and yellow, strength and willpower. And it gives your creature plus two, one creature plus two, plus zero, breakthrough, and then also um, slay and pilfer, draw a card. So you attack, you could draw up the two cards if you kill the creature, and with the breakthrough, get a damage through to your opponent um, opponent's face. So this is kind of similar, right? So you're already going to have pilfer on these creatures, so you already want to hit face. You want to hit face, see it play this. Um, this could see play in Monk. I could see you playing like a one or a two of in Monk. The problem is, it's just in this game, maybe with this set it will change. There's not a ton of times that you have, you know, maybe um, two or three pilfer creatures on the board at the same time, which I th I don't know if this is enough. If, to hit one creature, it might be. It might be good enough to hit a high-value target that you really want to get through. But so many pilfers just draw you car or just um, buff your creature. And if you're giving it plus two plus zero to get through something self, oftentimes you're dying in that trade. So who cares if you get a plus one plus one because you're dead? Um, so I don't know. I th I think it's cool. It's cool, and it, it, I think it's playable in Monk exclusively, because that's where you're going to see all the Pilfer and Movement cards. Um, this next one's super, super strong. Monastic Champion. This is uh, epic. Um, this is Willpower still, so yellow. Five mana, six, five. Khajiit. So already good. Already good. And we've seen some, we have some overstatted minions in the five slot. We've we've seen plenty of those. Um uh, you have another Khajiit in Agility. It's a 5-mana 7-5. With Slay, you gain Magicka equal to the Slayed Creature's Magicka cost. Um, that's awesome play. Um, it's better in decks that focus around Slay. Um, and it's really snowbally, but it's definitely a hard target removal. This is going to be as well. So let me just... I, I didn't even finish reading it. So it's a 5-mana 6-5 Epic Khajiit that reads Breakthrough, Pilfer, um, Summon a 3-3, um, Kathy... Rant, right. Kathy, Kathy, Rayet? It's a Khajiit. So, um, a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Khajiit. So, Breakthrough, Pilfer, Summon a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Khajiit. Or, uh, yeah, 3-mana three 3-3 three, three Khajiit. Uh, interesting. Really, really interesting. Often, you're going to get to do this. If they don't have hard removal for this, if they're not getting, ca it's not getting casted or javelin um, or edict, um, all of those are hard removal target cards. And if, if this thing is getting that, do you care? This is one of your mid-range cards. You probably have something beefier coming down the road that you're trying to protect. This isn't this isn't the card that's going to win you the game, but this is the card that if someone doesn't deal with it, could win you the game. Um, so I think it's interesting. It's beefy, a lot of attack, great for trading, really like it. Um, 
I don't know if it's my second favorite, but it, it's in my top five of those that have been revealed so far. Um, the next next one is um, Kygnus uh, Standard Bearer. This is a legendary, not unique, but a legendary creature for um, yellow. It's four mana, three attack, two health. That reads Summon. So it's a summon ability. Summon a two-two Imperial Soldier for each friendly support. When you summon a support, summon a two-two Imperial Soldier. So if you're playing this in a support deck. Maybe that's um, Tribunal or Guild Sworn. So Tribunal is um, red, or not red, it's uh, purple, yellow, blue. Guild Sworn is red, um, yellow, blue. If you're playing, I've seen a lot of sort of support play on the meta around around those two specific classes. If you're playing a support version of these decks, um, you know, this is a four mana, three, two that summons potentially four two twos. That's insane but there's never a time on turn four when you actually have that in fact most of the time on turn four you don't have any support down and most of the time you don't care about summoning a bunch of tutus because if you're playing supports you're playing control and this is begging you to play um not control this is this is on the contrary this is begging you to play almost like an aggro token style um you might play this as almost a finisher. Like you, you get control, you're playing support Telvani or not Telvani, um, Tribunal. You got control of the board. You're one for wanting everything. So you get three or four supports down on the board and then maybe you're using this as a closer to say, you know, if you have something that's buffing them already, maybe you're playing a 4-2 and 4-3-3s. Um, three that, that could be really good. So maybe maybe you're running a couple of these as a finisher in a in like a support tribunal deck. Um, you probably have better options, but it's a cool card. It's it's a really 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 cool card, and I really like it. Um, okay, so then the unique legendary for willpower once again another dragon. So I'm thinking we're gonna get dragon unique legendaries in this set. Um, this is Calgaronted. I I there's no way I could pronounce his name. It's just a mod podge of letters. Um, uh, so a hodgepodge letters. This is a twelve mana, eight nine with guard. So that's pretty pretty expensive. Twelve mana, twelve mana, eight nine with guard that summons halls of the colossus. So halls of colossus is a support card that I believe at the beginning of your turn it's going to summon a random non unique dragon from your deck. Okay, so you run this and maybe. Um, some variant of monk, you, you know, you're pulling out a four, four dragon that gives something minus two, minus two. Um, you, uh, you pull out a seven, three dragon from strength that fights something. So if you're playing this in maybe like a dragon control halalu deck, um, you know, there was like a dragon halalu deck for a short stint. Maybe this revitalizes it. You definitely play it in a control deck that's running dragons. There isn't any of those out right now, but if you're playing like Halalu and you're playing the the dragon that we talked about before that's in red, playing it with this, um, sure, yeah, control dragon Halalu could be a thing. Um, you could play some uh, some really good mid range guards from Halalu, getting away from that aggro build. This this card goes in that deck along with a lot of yellow control. I dig it, really like it. It's it's super cool. Another card that. You know, probably I'm going to be crafting on day one just because it's a sick, cool dragon. Okay, let's move on to um, Intelligence, which is blue. Um, our first Intelligence card is a 7-mana rare card called Skeletal Mage. It's a 3-5 Skeleton. So this is Undead. Um, there's some Skeleton Synergies. Uh, you could find this with the Endurance Purple card that allows you to search for a Skeleton or a Spirit. Um, gets buffed by... Um, big bones, big bone daddy himself. Um, uh, the giant skeleton guy who summons a bunch of skeletons and gives all skeletons plus one plus one. Not sure that that keyword matters that much. I don't, I don't know that there's another skeleton that gives everything plus one plus one two. It's a four mana four fourth guard that buffs your skeletons plus one plus one. Um, don't know if that matters, but let's read its ability. So summon, consume a creature, deal damage equal to its power to a creature. That is really strong. So seven mana, three, five, obviously stats are just horrendous. Um, but you might not play this in like a skeleton synergy deck, but you, you might play this if you just, you know, you just need another lightning bolt. You need a, you know, a lightning bolt. So you're paying 
in that case, you know, three mana for a three five, that's pretty good. Um, if you consider if you can get like a four uh, power minion in your graveyard, um, let's say you have a, a six power minion. This is a seven mana, three five deals six damage to something. That's incredible incredible this card's super strong it's a little late but this is allowing you to repurpose um, minions that you've played that maybe they're guards that people have chunked through to gain board presence with a three five body and if you hit something with four attack i think this card is very very strong um even if you hit something with three attack i think that you would i think you'd still be okay with that you'd be paying four mana for a three five body think you're still okay with that um and it's super easy to hit a three attack minion so i think this card's really strong skeletal mage uh, a rare for intelligence probably one of the strongest cards in the set so far um black worm neophyte um is a four mana epic four three creature for uh intelligence for blue it's, it's summon consume a creature summon a one one skeleton with its keywords so you're going to consume something you're going to summon this one one skeleton um, I don't care about this, but a four mana four three is really, really strong. So if you play this in something like Sorcerer, um, it's pretty easy to consume something with Ward. So you could be playing a four mana four three plus a one one with Ward. That's not bad. If you could somehow, um, uh, consume something with Ward and Guard, and you'd be able to, you know, pick up a one one with Guard and Ward for four... You, you know, you need, you need to get, you need to probably get ward or guard on this skeleton because otherwise you're paying one too many mana for this creature. You know, three mana, three, four is really strong. A four mana, three, four, not very good. So I don't see this seeing a lot of play because I just don't know that you can pick up enough keywords in something combined with blue for it to matter. Maybe you could. You know, if let's say you're playing this in Dagoth and you play this a little later on, you consume, you know, handed Dagoth and you're going to get what? Ward, Breakthrough, Drain? Is that the three that are on him? Ward, Breakthrough, and Drain on a 1-1? Eh, I don't even really care about that because Ward and Drain on a 1-1 or Drain and Breakthrough on a 1-1 don't matter. So, mm, I like it. I don't love it. I like it, don't love it. Okay, um, Frazzled uh, Alifk. It's a cat. It's really cool. It's a, it's an epic um, a minion for a blue. As one attack, two health, with wax, deal of damage, wane, plus one, plus one. So you, you play this on an even turn, um, which is what you would play it on normally. You're going to get just a, a two mana, two, three. Um, you play it on, you know, you uh, ring it out on turn one. You're going to um, get a, a two mana one, two that deals a damage. But then here's the other thing. After you play another waxed card, you deal a damage or you play another waned card, you get a plus one, plus one. So this is a two mana one, two that grows. And if you play it on two, it's a two mana two, three that grows. You play, you know, a wax or a waned card the following turn. Um, I think wax and wane is going to be really heavily dependent on, um, on having the ring because it just gives you a lot more versatility. I don't know if this card is good. If Wax and Wayne is a thing and it becomes an archetype, this card's fantastic. It's stable in that deck. Um, and it's got cool artwork too. Some like crazy electric, psychotic looking pharaoh cat. Um, but if Wax and Wayne isn't good, then this card sucks and you're never going to play it. Um, okay, Aleph Conjurer. So this is another cat. Um, and this one's even cooler looking. This is probably my favorite artwork in the set revealed so far. So this is a legendary, not unique, but a legendary card. You're looking at a 6-mana 3-4 with guard. So obviously 6-mana 3-4, not very good. But if you summon, you consume a creature um, to summon a Flame Atronach. So now you're summoning a 6-mana 3-4 with a 5-3 with Breakthrough by just consuming a creature. Um, that's eight, seven in stats for six mana over two bodies, one of which has breakthrough. Dang, that's strong. And if you consume an Atronaut instead of a creature, you actually summon a Storm Atronaut, which is an 8-5 with guard, or 8-5 with ward. So now you're going to be summoning, if you have play Atronauts, which in this deck you would, this deck this card definitely gets played in an Atronaut deck, 100% for sure. You're actually summoning, what, an 11-9 worth of stats on turn 6, potentially? 
Ooh, and the 8-5 has guard or has ward. Jeez, so strong. Um, very, very strong card. If you're playing, um, you know, and then and then on turn seven, you do Mighty Conjuring um, to summon, you know. So turn five, you play a Frost Astronaut to put up a 5-5 with guard that kill your Frost Astronaut. You throw this down to get a 3-4 with a Storm Astronaut. And then the next turn, if they can't clear your Storm Astronaut, you know, you summon an 8-8 with Mighty Conjuring, an 8-8 with, with guard and ward and breakthrough. Very strong um, turn 5-6-7, I think. I think this card is a ton of play. You're going to see a lot of people um, messing around with maybe like a, a Mage um, Conjuration deck, and I, I think that that's a good thing, like a mid-range Conjuration deck would be really good. Um, the other one is a Legendary Dragon. Now, this is not unique Legendary, just a standard Legendary um, Dragons. You can have three of these. It's a six mana, four or five dragon. So another dragon, six mana, four or five dragon that reads shackled or shackle enemy creatures damaged by friendly dragons. So any friendly dragon that damages an enemy creature, you're going to shackle them. And then also, when this summons, you're going to deal two damage to a creature. So, um, not unlike um, our four mana, two, three, deal two damage, and, and creatures damaged by those creatures sh are shackled, um, which is like glacial something. Um, no, not glacial something. Um, it's like an ice wraith looking thing. Um, it's more recent. Anyway, this card is very similar to that, except it spreads its ability across to all dragons. That's strong. That's strong. Um, at six mana for a low stat, I, th I think at the very least this card's cool. This card's cool. It adds some control along with some board presence. You might be able to combo off and attack in with a dragon. You play this um, in a, a version with Battle Mage where you have red and blue. You can actually play this on turn eight um, with the tiny dragon. It's a two mana one one that deals one damage to each creature in, in the in the lane. So you do this, throw um, you know two damage one creature in the other lane and, and shackle it. Then play that, deal one damage and shackle everything in another lane. Pretty cool on eight. Um, so definitely more of a control card for some sort of maybe like a battle mage or um, see red blue. I don't think you play it in maybe like a Dagoth dragon that does a lot of shackling. Um, maybe we'll see if dragons come back and are a thing. This this card sees play in blue. I think okay. Um, you know what? We've only made it through three, and we are pretty far into the podcast. So let's take a break there. That's gonna wrap up, I think, episode two for now, and we're gonna do um, sort of like episode uh, or episode. This is episode one. It's wrapping up. We'll do an episode two um, that's gonna review the rest of these cards. So we'll take a look at the rest of the cards um, during episode two. So that's gonna go ahead and wrap up episode one of Legends Cast. Episode one of Legends Cast, um, looking at the Moons of Elsewhere expansion coming out on June 27th. Um, as always, if you're looking to get plugged in with this podcast, love to have you do that. Um, just email me um, at uh, eslegendscast at gmail.com, eslegendscast at gmail.com. And if you can find your way back to my Anchor account, I think you can send me voice messages or private messages there as well. Um, so that's going to wrap up uh, episode one. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to go ahead and listen uh, in on episode two to listen to the rest of, of this initial review of the moons of elsewhere cards that's it i'll see you later and, uh, and tune in with us for episode two thanks thanks for listening to legend casts a podcast about elder scrolls legends if you're looking for more ways to get connected with us in our community email us at eslegendcasts at gmail.com and be sure to come back for our next episode